Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio, but so much more. Hello everyone and welcome to Red Kite. Um, today we are finally in the studio. Ellie, how excited are you? Yeah, I'm really excited, especially since all schools have broken up this week for the one-week holidays and we're joined with Peter. Peter, can you tell us more? Well, I'm also really excited just to be in a room, this room particularly, Studio One, which I really, it's a room I very much love. It's, loved to be, it's just great to be back here after over a year and with you two, who I've only seen on Zoom for the last six months, and you're real. And we've got Sam in the room as well, and we've got Elliot back by the desk. It's like the old days, but with new faces, which is absolutely brilliant. And what's, well, yeah, we've got a good show ahead of, ahead of us, haven't we? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, so we've got a couple of poems that have, that we've all done. We've got a couple of tracks and an interview with George from Next Gen Foundation. And Sarah's going to read her poem, uh, her piece on Marvin Gaye, aren't you, Sarah? And that's something to look forward to. Yes, definitely. But but before all that, we're going to play a track. So this is Alice Cooper, School Us Out. <laughs>
so that was Alice Cooper's Schools Out. Peter, can you tell us what we're going to hear now? Well, we're going to have a discussion, a little chat about this, some of the great stuff we've been doing over the last six months. I think it's been a really lovely time. We've been meeting as Foundation every Tuesday evening online, as we say, and we've done some really... Well, some fantastic things. Created some writing, done some wonderful interviews. In fact, we've you know we've we've got through a lot and we've done a lot. And last week, we had a bit of a chat. Okay, you two girls were on were online, but we had Johan and George with us, and we kind of went over the last six months to kind of try and sift through some of the highlights and uh, this is what broadcasting and music next gen music are going to be doing as well a bit a bit later after us and uh, first of all i asked you guys to come up with some words that um for you kind of yeah summed up foundation and how it's been the last six months and we wrote them all down on a big piece of paper which i've got here and because it's audio i'm on the radiator on the radio rather you can hear that it's real paper. So I'm going to read out some of the words that we had that you came up with. Crazy, collaboration, new, different, distance, fun, friendly, respectful, enthusiasm, new technology, words, creativity, reflectiveness, unpredictability, break from school, write what we want to write rather than what we have to write, and then also relaxing. So, yeah, those are some of the things that you came up with to describe foundation. And we, we, we talked about some of the highlights of what we'd done, um, interviewing people like Andrew Edwards from BBC Radio Leeds. We went to an online museum, Sounds of the City. There was International Women's Day, which um, you've contributed to. We're going to hear a bit from that in a bit. All the red kites we've done. Uh, interviewing Jimmy Andrex, the poet, and and also producing some writing for for writing on air. So first of all, Sarah, yeah, what what have what's been great for you? I've just loved all the creative writing stuff. Like there's been so much. And uh, yeah, you you came up with some writing. In fact, for you you came up with lots of writing, which is great because I know you both yourself and Ellie are really into writing, and you've done I know as well as art because we should we must make a must remember the art because that has been a real highlight for me as Ellie knows because Ellie did a workshop in in art um, and and I've done masses of art as a result of being inspired. So, uh, but yeah, the creative writing. So you've got a piece of writing to read, which you, which was eventually done as part of Writing On Air, the festival. Yeah, so this is called What is Blue? Blue is deep, the depth of the ocean, the depth of water, the depth of a river. Blue is formality, the formality of a school uniform, the formality of a dinner jacket, the formality of a tie. Blue is beauty, beauty of a cloudless sky, beauty of a kingfisher, beauty of serenity. Blue is familiarity. The familiarity of a warm blue bag. The familiarity of a well-used coat. The familiarity of a single pencil. Blue is calmness. The calmness of a leather-bound book. The calmness of a butterfly. The calmness of a blooming flower. Blue is a background. A background to the sky. A background to the ocean. A background for the mountains. Blue is life. Lovely stuff. Piece of creative writing that you wrote, Saren, for Writing On Air, which was the theme of which was vision. So we did a lot of work on colour. 
Um, and also you enjoyed, we had Charlotte Carrick, our own Charlotte from Centre Manager, talking about her experience of the writing squad. How was that for you? Yeah, it was just really interesting to discover what opportunities were out there and what opportunities Chapel can bring you. Great. Well, we hope that one day some of our writers, we will have some writers who enter Writing Squad because it is a fantastic scheme. And you can hear all these programmes on writing uh, red, uh, on Red Kite. You can go back on the website and listen to them. Um, and that was one of them. So now, Ellie, what have been some good things for you? What are, what's been one of the best things? So one of the best things for me was International Women's Day, which both me and Sarah took part in and we hosted a section for young people, which young women kind of explore the idea of females in society. And we all shared some writing and I wrote a poem that was broadcasted that day that um, you're about to hear. So. Go ahead. The past, the present and the future the history and the culture, celebrating ourselves and others, our families, sisters, daughters and mothers. We've seen protests and marches, rallies and charges, campaigns and strikes, although through the hardships we fight and fight and fight. 50 years ago we land on the moon, to many diseases we are immune, Two world wars and over 20 million deaths in one. Women's rights have only just begun. Susan B. Anthony led two national suffragette organisations, changed the way women live for generations, leading to the 19th Amendment, giving American women their independence. Emmeline Pankhurst fought with passion, allowing women a chance to imagine a life of freedom and liberty, an end to the captivity. 2.7 billion women don't have the same work opportunities, nor do we share the same liberties. Only 25% of governments are women. This will be forever our mission. We plead and beg and fight and show how much longer we can't go, waiting for that one day, the day that changes everything. That day starts now. Wow, that's very inspiring. And that was read by Ellie about internet and for the International Women's Day broadcast. Wonderful stuff. Thank you both. We're going to come back to you with some more uh, you know, requests for writing a bit later on. But first of all, we're going to hear an interview with George, who isn't here today, but was the, uh, here the other day. We're going to hear George talking about his highlights of Foundation and also selecting a track for us to hear. So I'm talking to George from Next Generation Foundation and we're talking in Studio One. first interview I've done here in Studio One for about a year. So it's very nice to be back here. Hello, George. Hello. How are you, Peter? I'm very well, thank you. It's been great to have you as part of Next Gen Foundation. It's sad you can't be with us today, but give us a reason you can't be with us today. Uh, well, I have just finished Year 11, so I think I'm going to spend some time with my friends and uh, just... You know, say say goodbye to everyone. Absolutely, yeah. Do you have any plans for after? Um, I think uh, me and my friends might try and go out or do something together uh, after school. But other than that, I think I'm just gonna relax after all the stress school has brought. Yeah, and for the rest of your life, you're talking about a Spanish. Uh, uh, you specialising in Spanish. Uh, is that something uh, you're interested in, yeah? Uh, yeah, I really like uh, languages. Um, I think ever since like year 10, I, um, I I started getting more interested in because I think it's good to learn more than one language because I'd like to travel more in the future. Maybe go to, I'd like to go to at least one country in every continent. I think that's my goal. 
What a great ambition. I like the sound of that. Brilliant. And so we're just talking about highlights from the Next Gen Foundation uh, six months we've had. And for you, you were, you, were, you really enjoyed interviewing Andrew Edwards, who's from the BBC, he was talking to us about his career. Tell us a bit um, about why you, why that was, yeah, why did you find that particularly interesting? Well, I think I found it interesting because um, it's like one of the first people from the actual BBC that I've interviewed. And I think w one of my goals, because w when I was younger, I was still I do now. I'd I'd like to make it onto BBC Radio and Extra. And when I, when I get the chance to talk some talk to someone who actually is in the BBC and can help me get there or like help give me advice to get there, I think it's really valuable to to get as much as you can out of them. Yeah, and he was certainly very uh, yeah very generous, wasn't he? Offering to talk to people and give you good give advice and so on as was Verity as well when she came in. So um, also you, you mentioned that Red Kite, contributing to Red Kite and being live on Red Kite was one of your highlights of the year. Tell us a bit about why you enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed it, even though I've not done it in the studio, even though I was at home, it still made me feel like I was actually doing something for radio and helping me get to where I want to go in life. And it makes me feel that I'm actually doing something productive and getting out there. Great, and last uh, we're going to come to a track now, which you've chosen for us. But you you showed us how you use your uh, your digital audio um, software. Software. Uh, how does that spell? D O W. D A W. Wait, no, it, it means I think it's workstation. Workstation. Oh, it's the W's for workstation. Yeah. Okay, got it. I'm learning, but um, yeah, you have, it was great. You did a little workshop for us in terms of showing us how you got tracks together and now you've chosen a track essence by Wizkid. tell us why you've chosen this why you like it um well recently i've been listening to this track quite a lot and um i really like i really like the vocals in it um they're really melodic and i really like the drums and it just has a certain bounce that makes you want to just dance to it and uh, get up and moving really so that's why i like um it's more of like kind of like an afrobeat style and I think that's that's the sound that I'm liking at the moment. Sort of track that you'd like to create? Uh, yeah, I might give it a go at home one time. Yeah, lovely. Well, George, you know the best of luck with everything. Keep in touch with us, Chapel FM. I hope you can come back and have a play around with our wonderful machinery, take part in groups. So it's been lovely to get you to know you over the Next Gen Foundation. Cheerio for now.
mess up my mind And I'm eating me, get free of the mind Say your body talk to me nice Say now my love you didn't need for your life Yeah, I love no be like Say every day together, yeah, day and night Yeah, if I leave, you go by Yeah, if you leave, I'm I go stroking by your back, baby Loving your body, baby As you're whining your body, baby So crazy Loving your body, baby So, that was a track chosen by George I'm in the studio, Studio One, live with and face to face with Ellie and with Saren and also with Sam, who's on the desk and doing a brilliant job. So, a little while ago, Adrian Sinclair, our co director, Adrian Sinclair, uh, our co director, got in touch and said, Would anybody like to be involved? Anybody you know, any writers like to be involved in the Fellowship of Questions? And Fellowship of Questions basically is. Um, a kind of scheme that he set up with Union. Union is a training ground for art and art activists here in East Leeds but across the country. And Fellowship of Questions is about making contact with uh, people across the world and asking questions. And they're getting responses to those questions, but as questions, you're only allowed to respond with a question to a question. It's a really lovely idea and a really lovely uh, project. Anyway, of course, these wonderful people volunteered. They said, yes, we want to be part of that, Seren in particular. So, Seren, you had a poem. You received a poem from somebody in Portugal um, and then you responded to it. So, first of all, maybe could you read the, the poem that you got? Yes, so the poem that I got is called Enjoying Life. Spring, bring, spring brings long joy, like privacy brings flowers and a lack of trust. Enjoying life, living here and now. Life is short. We're but a spirit in a human body. If we talk about the negative side, we'll move towards what is positive. And my response to this, my response to that was called what is positive. Positive is a delicate flower, easy to trample on underfoot, yet when left to thrive it grows and turns into a specimen of pure beauty. Positive is a bright star. It shines through the darkness, even when the darkness consumes all. And when it dies, it goes with a bang. Positive is a new book, underrated at first, yet when explored further, reveals a fantastical new world. Positive is a bird. It flies through the skies as free as it can be. When it rains, it hides, but it's still there through the storm. Positive is piano, joyful when it sings, but the music... But the music lingers after it's stopped, leaving a sweet yet subtle atmosphere. Positive is undefinable. It means something to some people and something else to others. What really is positive? Mmm, ended with a question. Lovely stuff. Really lyrical, lovely stuff. Well done, Sarah. Thank you. Um, so, Ellie, you've recently entered a poetry competition. Tell us about the, the competition and also, read us please... The, uh, the entry that you write. Yeah, so I've entered a poetry competition by the Royal Commonwealth Society called the Queen's Commonwealth Essay Competition and it's a chance for young people under the age of 18 to be able to share their writing. And this year's theme was all about community in the Commonwealth. And for my age group, which is under 14s, um, you could choose between four different prompts and I chose it's 2050 and 
you have to tell a story of the pandemic. Mine's kind of based on the fact that everything in our life is changing and nothing is certain. But you can look out the window and see that nature has not changed. And I think that's something to really aspire to. So this is my poem. I am underwater. I cannot breathe. I cannot hear, see, taste or touch. I am in a box, enclosed and trapped. I cannot escape. Nor can I travel anywhere beyond my fingertips. I can see a path, but I cannot move. A pane of glass stops me. In every direction I turn, there is a cliff, a sheer drop. I am alone, isolated, lost. The four walls I see every day the same. My world has stopped, yet nature carries on. The shades of fire that dance in autumn, the silent slumber of winter. The patter of the rain, the heat of the sun, the power of the storm, throughout it all, nature carries on. My life is in the hands of strangers. I am a puppet. I cannot move without constraint, without consequence or destruction. A string pulls me back. Every time I try to go somewhere, to be someone, I am stilled, though nature carries on. The illumination of the moon, the silence of dawn, the bleakness of fog, the expanse of a cloudless sky, the ripples of the water, Throughout it all, nature carries on. My curtains closed, the lights dimmed, my battery dead. I am tired, I am alone. I am stuck, to, I am stuck where I am, to who I can be, to what I can learn, explore. No, nothing is normal, yet nature carries on. I look up, a tree, sprinkled with blossom, with spindly arms pointing across the road. I see possibility, laughter, cheering, Clapping, noise, we make noise. We shout with the power of being together, with hope. We scream to others across the road to help. I am underwater, I can breathe. I can hear, see, taste and touch. I am in a box, but there is light. I can escape, I can run, I can see my path and I can follow. A pane of glass stops me, in every direction I turn. But I can see the other side. There is a cliff, a sheer drop, but there is a path. I may be alone, but I am alone with someone. My world has stopped, yet nature carries on. Well done, Ellie. Lovely poem, and I hope that wins. What do you get if you win? Um, you get a week in London of all different events with different workshops and meeting lots of different writing figures. And, yeah, it's really exciting. Fantastic. And I hope that some of the writing that you've been doing uh, as part of Foundation has inspired you to write. Yes, it has, because before Foundation, I didn't really like poetry. And with this competition, you could enter in any form of writing possible. And I would normally have gone for a story. But because of Foundation, I've learned to kind of find the beauty of poetry. And it's kind of easy. It's more easy to just sit, because I find it quite hard to sit down and write a story. But with poetry, I can just sit down and it all flows through like your fingers when you're writing or when you're typing. And I think that's really nice, so I decided to go with the poem. Do you know that I've, I haven't heard such a wonderful endorsement uh, <laughs> of poetry for a long time. I think I need to, to edit that out and carry I think I'm going to put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, so... Finally, Sarah, and yeah, now you've written, your dad said sent you, or set you, I should say, a challenge to write a, a, an essay, a review of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Is that correct? Yes, he did. Um, on the day I wrote it, it was 50 years since it was, it 
it was released, so that's the reason why. Well, we'd love to hear it, and then we're going to hear a track by Marvin Gaye after that, and then we're going to hear from the next-gen broadcasters. This is my piece. I believe Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album is still relevant in today's society due to many reasons. First, it was way ahead of its times when it was released on May 21st, 1971, 50 years ago. It was released into a society where they could easily relate to the album due to unemployment, poverty and religion, but people did not understand how ahead of its time it was. My first reason is found in the title track of the album, What's Going On. The USA was fighting the Vietnam War at the time, so many men went off to fight in it, and like in most wars, many did not return. This devastation that many people faced is found in the lines. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you dying. This can be related to all, uh, to wars all over the world, but also slightly unexpectedly, the global pandemic we face, as has been described by many world leaders, such as, such as French President Emmanuel Macron, as a war. Another lyric that could be talked about in this current situation with the pandemic is from the second track, What's Happening Brother, is when will when will people start getting back together again? This has been a question on everyone's lips, no matter what country they're from, as the pandemic still rages on. Another reason the album is still relevant in today's society is the Black Lives Matter campaign. The lyric, Trigger Happy, Trigger Happy Policing, refers to the many people the police killed through the 1960s and 70s. This can easily be related to the anti anti-black violence from the police that has been ongoing for the past 50 years in the US, despite the police's role to be being to enforce justice and equality. It can also relate to the Black Lives Matter protest at the US Capitol and the brutality of the police during it, compared to when a few months later Trump's mainly white support to storm the Capitol building and the police officers were seen taking selfies and running away from the rioters to let them cause chaos. As well as this, the, the line found in the song, What's Happening Brother, that is, can't find no work, can't find no job, shows the cycle of unemployment people could fall into back in the 1970s if they were made redundant. Looking back in time, this relates to when just over a decade after the album was released, the former PM of the UK, Margaret Thatcher, started closed mines that left people dependent on unemployment benefits across the country. Nowadays, it links to the millions of people who have been furloughed or been made redundant across the pond in the UK as a strategy to mitigate the effects of the coronavirus pandemic on the country. My final reason of why Marvin Gaye's album was ahead of its time and is still relevant in society today is that he was talking about the climate and how we were slowly destroying the earth in the song Mercy Mercy Me, the ecology, before anyone was really talking about climate change and how we could reduce or stop it. It's shown how ahead of its time it is when, according to Earl Van Dyke, the leader of the group Funk Brothers, who Gay recorded the album with, Barry Goldie, 
Barry Gordy, who was also helping recording the album, didn't know what the word ecology meant and had to be told. This anecdote shows how the average person didn't know the effects humans were having on the world yet and how Marvin Gaye's album educated many listeners about it. To conclude, I think Marvin Gaye's album, What's Going On, is still relevant to today's society as talks of grief and war, the qualities black people face, unemployment and climate change that are now important things in today's society. His album inspired many artists such as Prince and others to make statements with their music about subjects that affect many people. I believe this album is one of his finest works and has influenced and inspired people to do great things all over the world, not just in America. The world would be a better place if we all listened to the strong messages his song creates and use them to influence our own actions. And this next track is the title track of the album What's Going On.
You. 
That was You've Got a Friend by Carol King. And I dare say you've got a friend in us here on East Leeds FM. You're listening to Red Kite. I'm Henry, the broadcasting worker, wearer of jumpers, donner of lanyards. And I'm joined by Sam, who is the best on the desk, Juaria, queen of existentialism, and Harry, professor of nuclear war bunkers. We are the collective known as the broadcasting group uh, of next generation. We are the we are the, the sort of stalwarts. We've survived throughout all these different Zoom sessions and in person and remote, and we've made it here to the very final episode of the season of Red Kite that we will return, but this is the last one for a little bit while we gather our bearings. So thank you for joining us. Um, Juaria, how are you doing this evening? I'm honestly like really excited. Like I've been waiting for this moment for like ages. How, have, you, have you sort of been planning and preparing and thinking what am I going to do when I get on that microphone? Is it been, yes. Like, yeah? When's the last time you were in the studio? It was um, like okay where can we go for the ribbons? Yeah. It was um, like last year March and it was like a few days after we'd um, been to visit the uh, Ravens in Nesborough. And I remember we were talking about doing radio drama and that was the last time I was in the studio. But I've been back for like photo shoots and stuff. But that was the actual last time I was in the studio. Yeah, we've sort of roped you in to, uh, to, to take photos and be part of our marketing and publicity. Um, Harry, how are you doing this uh, Friday afternoon? I'm... Uh... Fine. How are you, Henry? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Thanks, man. I'm okay. So you've had a little play on the desk the last couple of weeks and just oh, sort yes. of like getting. You, you might have a little go at uh, manning the desk later on in the show. How are you feeling about that? Overall, I'm feeling pretty confident. So I think when I got here, I think probably one of the first things I said was, <laughs> "I want to get my hands on the desk first chance I can," because 
I'm just sort of really interested in the technical side of broadcasting and everything personally. Excellent. Well, we'll let you um, uh, flesh out your fingers later on the desk when uh, we get Sean in. And finally, we've got Sam, who is on the desk as we speak. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm good. And c- can I just put this out there? Like, they they say that this is the show by young people for young for young people. And Aaron says that uh, this is uh, my my catchphrase. And you don't you don't get more by young people by having a young person on the desk. <laughs> I can confirm. Listen, Sam is on the desk. We've not, we've not just, you know, elaborated that to get our funding in for this year. We have got a young person on the desk. Sam, how does it feel to be a young person on the desk? Oh man, uh, pretty, um, pretty surreal. Like, you know, I've got all of this stuff uh, surrounding me, and you know, I'm, I am the person who decides how loud people are, uh, deci- decides what plays. You know, it's, it's, it's quite surreal, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. So when I first arrived here at Chapel FM, I said, you know, I need to do a bit of an audit and find out what skills people have and what they've got. And when I turned to you and said, oh, do you want to do a bit on the desk? You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know the desk. So I want to sort of go back to those first times you were trained up and got involved. And, and yeah, how did you feel supported in doing that? And I guess thinking going forwards how we can support people to get to the stage where we have uh, you know a, a broadcast uh, member of next gen on the desk well this is i think this is my first like proper show doing the desk but i i am aware of like how the desk works um i'd say in terms of like being being trained up and i don't want to sound like cocky when i say this but once you genuinely like know the basics it kind of gets a little bit easy mm-hmm. like you know i have all of these like knobs in front of me but i pretty much don't really have to touch like half of them um you know as long as i fade up properly uh fade down properly you know make sure everyone's the right uh, level uh then yeah the, the show will go perfectly fine i don't have to touch all of this stuff uh above the uh the faders Excellent. And and I think, uh, dear listeners, you should be very impressed that Harry was able to, uh, Sam was able to describe that, um, that the faders and all the, the, the dials perfectly uh, using visual language. Well done on the radio. Um, you can get in touch with Chapel FM if you like. We, we, we want, if you've got some comments to make, listeners, you can get in touch. Info at chapelfm.org.uk. Send us a message and, and hey, we might read it out online. Uh, I, I'm scared to say that because sometimes people say very horrible things on the internet but we've got some lovely listeners Duari you've got some people listening is that right um I'm not sure if they are but I will most likely send them this like after it's been live because that's what I tend to do about 99% of the time there's only been certain times when people have actually seen this live yeah it's it's still new to do it live uh Harry I've got some people listening right now. Would it uh, would it be okay if I shouted them out on the let's, radio? Let's do a shout out on the radio. Yeah. So, I, uh, as far as I'm aware, I have my good friend Laura, who I believe responded, yes, Harry, when she <laughs> saw that I was live coming through her phone or her iPad or whatever she's listening with. And my good friend Matthew is listening as well. So, thanks to both of you and anyone else who I've sent that message to. Uh, thanks and hello. Absolutely lovely shout outs. Well, let's do a little bit of a retrospective then over the past year. This bizarre horrible year of 2020 into 2021 but there's been some lovely stuff because of course uh you've been working on red kite and you've been part of the next gen broadcasting so we wanted to go over some some of the highlights and and harry you were part of the lovely walks out in um i think it was uh wellbeck and you went out these uh, this outside and get some fresh air was that an exciting thing to do after this weird lockdown situation that we'd had in the spring I've so I've been 
On the shielding list that was to protect clinically extremely vulnerable vulnerable people from coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I've I counted yesterday. From when it stopped, which I've forgotten, um, from when it stopped, I was shielding for 15 months because I started two weeks before everyone else on my doctor's advice. So March 9th, 2020, actually. So, so it was, was my first sort of get out of the house thing. I hadn't even gone shopping. Wow. So I wow. was really relying on everyone else. So overall, yeah, really big booster for my mental health, my physical health and, you know, speak to people. That's really nice to know. And did you make those sort of friendships? Did you find it easy to, to fall into that? Or is it, is it a bit odd, really, to be thrust into that straight after a shielding? I think um, overall it was quite weird seeing people again mm. because previously quite a lot of the, the thing that was going around in people was obviously the government was encouraging the idea well you know anyone could have coronavirus you know you've got to be careful so at the start i was sort of nobody come near me if you want to talk to me do it at a distance you know i'm happy to see you but just don't go close or anything and i had that quite sort of anyone could have it i don't even know mindset but i eased up eventually and Overall, I think that really helped me ease into other parts of life. Um, going back to college, school, going to... Um, going. I think the first proper trip I had out, other than the... Um, to get my vaccine and to the walks in school, was I went to the shops for the first time, first time in 15 months. So overall, yeah... I think the walks really helped me get back into the swing of things. Amazing, Aaron. It's so lovely to know that that was a, a positive for you and, and that's something that we can do. And um, I assume you think that's a good thing that we need to do to get young people from East Leeds and get them out and get some fresh air now into the countryside. Is that something that we should be continuing to keep doing? Oh, yeah, I definitely recommend. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, when you get the chance to take a walk, even if it's a five-minute stroll out your front door, you know, just just go for it. Right. It'll it'll do one, and I'm not really a person to recommend anything like that, me, because <laughs> I sit inside and read books and make YouTube videos on them all day. But overall, yeah, I'd, I'd say, and you know, it might just be a regular stroll. You might find some place interesting. You know, set yourself a goal. You know, put yourself somewhere you like, Mike, like Mike, like, and just go. Great. Just go for it. Well, speaking of adventures and going out and getting. Discovering new things, Juaria. We wanted to chat about one of the highlights for you of, of Red Kite and being in the group was to meet the Ravens of Nairsborough. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Ravens of Nairsborough? That was just an amazing experience. I'd never done anything like that before, and just to get the opportunity to do that was just amazing. And it was like one of the last things I ever did before lockdown happened. So I felt that's just what made it really great. Just getting to like see like everyone that was there in person like like one more time like that's not in this building um like just before lockdown like before we knew what was even gonna happen. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, I've written her name down, Ingrain Shelton, who was the keeper of these ravens and uh, and yeah what what did she tell you about the um, looking after these fantastic birds? Um, she said it was um, it's quite a great job, but it's a bit difficult at times because 
yeah, sometimes they're like all over the place and sometimes they say like sometimes they swear a bit and I heard that they take your phone sometimes as Wait, well. Sometimes they swear a bit in yeah. Raven language or do, do they I, mimic I humans? We never heard that. Right. And I don't know if anyone's seen the video on YouTube of when there was a bird that's going like, you're right, love. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but I feel like one of them does say that. Did you, when you um, started on this trip to, to meet them and report back on them, did you have any idea that ravens could be so cheeky and, uh, and, and, and savvy and clever? A little bit, because we were told a bit about them by Verity, who was our old broadcasting worker. How important is it to have that preparation in advance um, before you embark on this reporting adventure? I think it's really important because you never know what could come your way. Nice one. Harry, do you have something to add about this? I do. I must say they sound uh, very Yorkshire ravens if they go in your out of. They sound very, very Yorkshire. Absolutely. These are these are Nesborough, North Yorkshire born and bred ravens. Can I also uh, add something to what Harry was saying before? Yeah, of course. Like you were saying that like just like going on the walks made you feel like really good and I have to say that is definitely true because um like around the second lockdown when it wasn't that big I'd literally go like every Sunday and I'd say I'd say it did make me feel really good and like in the first lockdown and throughout this entire year like to say that we weren't able to be in the chapel like Mm. just having that form of communication with them all these guys like over zoom it's just better than like nothing to be honest I have to say well, yeah, I think it's been really important that the team here have kept it going and given more options um, uh, over over lockdown and, and the pandemic. And I suppose also just quickly go to Sam on that, because um, in terms of being online, we've had uh, various interviews on Zoom. And I just wanted to quickly ask Harry, uh, keep, <laughs> ah, I'm going to lose my job. Keep asking Sam very quickly. What have you learned about interview techniques over this last year through things like Zoom and Clean Feed? Um, oh, I'd say it's been very hard um, c- compared to like in here, you know, we can mm. gesture at people, uh, <laughs> be like, I want to speak next. You can put your hand up. But on Clean Feed, which is uh, what we've been for you for users at home that don't know, uh, at Clean Feed we've been using to re- to broadcast our red kites and any other show out to you guys, and you genuinely can't see anyone. You can just hear their audio, so you know it's been very tough to like decide who's going to speak when. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of times where people have. Um, kind of gone over each other and then in a very very British way of going no 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 you go first no 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 you go first and it ends up being quite awkward but that's why you know I'm very happy to be back in the studio not not only because it means I get to like man the tech which I couldn't do at home but it also means that the interviews and the conversations can go a lot more smoother with everyone nice one well we are back in the in in Chapel FM we are back here in the art centre and Last week we had a play around making sounds in the uh, in the art centre. Just the four of us got together and uh, we created some. And, and a good friend Aaron came and helped as well. And we had uh, um, we had Autumn helping, and we created this wonderful uh, c- cacophony of noises, which we uh, Sam fantastically put together into a soundscape. So we're going to listen to that little um, little snippet of what the chapel sounds like, followed by a track that Juari has recommended by Glass Animals. But first off, here is our beautiful soundscape.
Hi, welcome to the chapel. Did this used to be a That was Helium by the fantastic group Glass Animals, whose this ethereal, lovely dream pop, as recommended by Juaria. Juaria, how did you come across this uh, this lovely ethereal music? So you all know the song Heat Waves that Autumn introduces to, right? Correct. Um, yes. For those of you who don't know that song, I'd recommend you listen to it. It's amazing. I've probably listened to it a couple of times today already, and. Uh, so I was just listening to that, and then like I just came across this from there. Lovely stuff. Well, Juaria, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about where we can go next 
with Red Kite and the broadcasting group. And I know you personally have expressed interest in volunteering as part of your college, but volunteering here at Chapel FM. And now we've got the new cafe, there's ways to get involved with helping out there or like ushering and helping with live events or just helping around the space and greeting people. Just wanted to throw that at you and go, how might you, as someone looking to volunteer and help out, what interests you about Chapel FM? Well, it's it's kind of about interest, and it's just kind of about like me being here for a long time. I feel like cause I've just gained so much from being here. I want like other people to just like get the experience that I got because I've been here before I did next gen. So I've been here since about either twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, mm. and I've done a lot of other stuff. But I feel like this like core project, like next gen, this is like the biggest thing I've ever done here. And it's just been like, amazing, so I just really want other people to experience that, what I experienced this year. That's amazing, Joara. And, like, you know, since 2014, 15, we're talking, like, you know, six, seven years. It's a huge commitment, and it's so amazing that you want to come back and be part of us. Is there something about what we do that, that we can improve, that we can work on, that, that you think makes makes it so lovely that people want to come back to? Not really, because, like, it's just, like, because... Uh, I just gained loads of confidence from being here because I remember I didn't really um I didn't really talk much. I wouldn't really like if I wasn't here. I don't know if I'd be doing anything like this in mm. my life. Well, I've been on radio once before this, but that was like a long time ago, and that was with my school. Amazing, thank you, Juarian. Uh, Harry, I'd just like to come to you because we were doing playing with audio and playing with soundscapes on Wednesday, and you said something like, "Oh, this is the first time I've been." creative for ages and I just wondered how it useful it's been to be able to have the next gen group to come along to to do interviews to be part of um, and yeah what sort of creative aspects we should look at going forward to keep to keep that lovely brilliant energy going yeah so um to preface my comment so I finished a media b-tech which is a two-year course and my school doesn't offer anything higher in media or broadcasting or anything like that. So that's why I found Chapel FM through my visual impairment as well, the VI group that came here. But overall, I think with the sort of Chapel FM vibe you're describing, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time when the younger sort of teenage population, they see their favourite YouTuber or someone who does a podcast or something like that in the media... I think a lot of them, the main thought it was with me is where, how do I learn to do this sort of thing? Where do I learn? And they'll ask these people those things and those people will probably go, oh, I taught myself or I did it in university. And oh, it might be in London or Scotland or America. And if you're in Leeds and you're interested in something like that, Chapel FM, here you go, we're here. You know, you, you can pop down, you can do broadcasting, writing, music theatre or tech like I'm planning to do you can do all those things so I think overall the advertising we've got is fantastic, we could push it a, a little more but you know the Chapel FM gribe, gribe, vibe <laughs> sorry, it, it grows with people, it grows with you, if you're interested in this sort of thing then come and be part of it, that's what I'd say we only get bigger by obviously adding more people yeah. so if it's something you're interested in you want to get, just tap into that driving vibe. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. What, what or bribe, as I put it. A, a, a bribing, driving vibe. Yeah. Excellent. I, I just hope, want to. Hopefully, I'm not bribing anyone. 
I just want to talk very briefly because it's something we're chewing over and stirring. But um, Juari and Harry, you're both so open and um, and and articulate about your disabilities and who and who you are as people. And we're talking about you know getting those voices on the radio a lot more. And Juari, I'd just like to come to you first and say like how important is it to to make sure that we're platforming you know people that might be otherwise marginalised in society. I think it's extremely important to like just voice this all on the radio because like there's people that don't speak out and then there's the people that do and we need to hear the voices of the people that do speak out. Mm. Excellent. What what an amazing point. Thank you, Joari. And 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 Harry moving forward if we were to um, I don't know, we've talked about maybe this sort of one-off or just to get people in a room to talk. What sort of discussions would you like that to have? What themes would you like to touch on in those conversations? I think overall with a lot of it, when, for example, when businesses go on social media and talk about disability mm-hmm. or anything with anything they're not really too familiar about, they'll, they'll say things and, you know, they might not actually act on it. It's mm-hmm. sort of... I'd like to have people here in the chapel or however they want to be interviewed. Mm. I'd like to interview people and go, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Tell me, you know, what are you actually doing to make your business or where you work or your school or however, whatever impacts your life in that way, how you're going to make it more accessible? And you su- know, what can I do to help you? And I suppose the way that, yeah, we, we can help each other and to, to put those voices and that advice and that help yeah. out there. So, so it is about learning and sharing those skills. I'd like to ask those sort of hard disability questions that, you know, some people are afraid to ask. You know, ask me. Excellent. And me as well. I'm <laughs> yeah. not afraid to answer any question. <laughs> ask them both. Um, brilliant. Thank you so much, folks. Well, I'm just going to finish off by um, asking Sam about, about Red Kite, really. So we're here and we're coming towards the end of this sort of first season and you know we, we, we'll start again we're going to come back and it's going to be even bigger and better than it has been in this new gestation period but we've had magicians and interviews and ravens and walks and poetry and talks um, and I guess Sam what are your thoughts moving forward for how we can improve it and what sort of stuff would you like to see part of the DNA of Red Kite? Of, of Red Kite or as Chapel FM as a whole? Let's let's say Red Kite and then right, yeah we yeah, can sure. ask about um, we can go just I'd say um, just not wanting to say like keep it as it is, but I feel like I can't speak for any of the other groups. I don't really know what they've been doing, but I feel like in um, in Next Generation we've been doing a lot of varied interviews. You know, like like you said, uh, we've done magicians, dancers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure one week I don't think I was actually there for that, but I'm pretty sure we interviewed the chapel in the biggest <laughs> inver- inverted commas as yeah. I possibly can put it. How do you interview a chapel? I think we just had uh, we had two we had two people uh, and one was playing like a, the old chapel and one was playing the new chapel. Mm. And oh we just, yeah, we just I remember inter- doing that. We I just don't interviewed them. That. When was that? I don't know, but anyway, moving on. I'd say keep keep the interview keep the interviews as varied as possible mm. and also give everybody a chance to uh, try new things. Um, obviously, I'm trying a new thing today. Amazing. Um, yeah. And yeah, so talking about that, the old chapel, the new chapel, <laughs> this is the chapel. Um, what do you think then sort of moving forward as an organisation? Um, anything that well, we could improve or is the formula working for you? Again, just having it varied yeah. in terms of the shows that you're putting out. Obviously, um, uh, I was part of the new uh, sports talk mm-hmm. sports show, uh, which aired uh, this time last week. 
that was the f- the first. I pr- I'm pretty sure the first sports show on Easily Defend. So mm-hmm. it's just making sure that uh, as a radio, we're reaching out to as many uh, demographics and psycho- psychographics as uh, we possibly can do within within the audience. Absolutely. And where would you like to see the sports sports talk show go? Global. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, nah, uh, just I. I think as long as, as long as I'm having fun with it, I feel like for me as I won't say I won't say young, but as a a growing mm. broadcaster, it's more for like the experience of organizing my own segments and leading shows and just you know, it's all about experience for me right now. Amazing. So I feel like if I can get involved in everything that interests me, in terms of like whether it be sport or anything else. Um, then, yeah, I, I want to do it. Amazing stuff. Well, thank you so much. We're, we're sort of run out of time here with the Next Gen Broadcasters. Up next, we've got Sean, who's the music worker, is going to talk about what the Next Gen Music Group have been looking at. Um, but we're going to finish with a tune. Uh, this is by... Now, Harry's chosen it. Is it G- J-Pay- J- JPN? Is that the name of the group? I don't actually know. I'm going to assume it's JPN. And I believe it's one person. Okay, so one person. So it's basically J and then a symbol, then P, then a symbol, then N. The symbols are meant to be A's, so I'm pretty sure without the symbols in it would be Japan. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's called Longing, and it's probably an absolute banger. So stay tuned for Sean after this. Thank you very much, group, and uh, have a lovely weekend.
and welcome back to uh, East Leeds FM here on Red Kite. We are nearing the end of our uh, end of our broadcast, and we are joined with uh, Henry. Is still here. Uh, I'm still here. Sam from the last group. Sorry, I didn't even introduce myself there. Uh, and we are joined here by Sean. Hi. Our music worker yeah. here at Chapel FM. That's right. Yeah, great to be here. Great to be, great to be talking to you and seeing you trying out doing this and looking at the tech and stuff. It looks a bit complicated over there, actually. So heads up to the tech man. Um, yeah, we've got some quite exciting music things about to come up at Chapel FM. So next week we have our, I'm sure you've heard us talk about our half-term tasters. Um, so we have a few things coming up musically for that. We're going to be trying out a loop pedal. We're going to be looking at the rhythmical value of words and how to turn them into music and layer them up and everything. So it's quite exciting. If you're interested in music and songwriting, come on down. Sean, I, I want to ask you, um, for a layman, what's a loop pedal? Ah, what is well, this pedal of loops? It of which is, and it's really exciting. And I'm like, I'm just not a technically minded person at all, but I just find this thing so yeah. great. And and yeah, so it's just basically you start with maybe a thirty second clip of a rhythm or a beat or a bass line, an interesting bass line, and you press a button and it gets it to play it back to you over and over again. So you can kind of use it for like learning music. You can compose your own music with it. Um, you can do silly things with it and like say stupid things into it and have them play back to you. If You could make like creepy noises and freak your mates out. The possibilities are endless. Amazing. <laughs> Super. Um, so uh, we're going to be working together over the May half term mm, and yeah. we were talking about how in broadcasting it's about presenting and it's about hosting yep. and it's also a little bit of journalism and we were talking about that crossover between mm. music and broadcasting yep. and, I, and, and we said earlier that some people feel intimidated a bit by talking yeah. about music as if they're not allowed to. Is that something you've come across in your music sessions? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think a lot of people might think when they first get started in the music world that if they don't have a music qualification or they might not know the word for scale or arpeggio or score or any of these words that come up the more you understand music. You don't need those. They're very helpful in communicating, but everybody feels something from music, right? Mm. So describe your feelings. Does it make you happy, sad? They're all valid ways of describing mm. a piece of music. And, um, you know, of course, then the more that you actually learn and you learn the kind of technical terms for things, you can weave them in and out of your talking, but you don't need them. And I would say don't worry if you don't have them because just tell us how you feel about it and that's a good way about starting to talk about music, really. Nice one. Sam, how do you, like, yeah, engage with music? Is it something that is, is sort of a... A public thing, and like, or is it something that you have privately that you listen in in your own space? I'm I'm very um very, uh, ranged. Like I'm very varied when it comes to music. I'll listen to anything. Uh, but I do I do feel like over the last few years it's become a lot more. I've become a lot less private with what I've listened to. Um, I've I've kind of um going into like a new college. I've been able to be myself a little bit more. If, mm -hmm. You know, I've been able to express myself through. Uh, what I like, uh, and you know, without uh, whereas before, like I was very um, oh, you like this, I'm gonna like this too. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, totally. So, um, so Sean, like, what's the 
sort of plan long term for, uh, for 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 music here at Chapel FM, and uh, I know we're sort of planning some mm. events that people can get involved with. But yeah. uh, looking forwards to sort of groups coming in. Any thoughts? Well, it's quite exciting that the building is open again now because, I mean, before we shut down, we were having lots of open mic sessions. So um, that used to be the last Friday of the month, I think. And and that was a great way of getting people from all ages and from all kind of walks of life playing together in a room, you know. So I'm really excited to get some events like that up and going and, and you know, like share the local talent. Um, we do have an intensive summer music programme um, planned um throughout July into August um so that's going to be lots of different things get to try out lots of different things that we might do at Chapel FM um so yeah watch this space about that and uh, yeah moving forward well we have two set groups like um our next gen music group that are younger but also we have some more kind of advanced musicians varying ages from 14 to kind of into the 20s called associate musicians and um, there we kind of talk about what opportunities there are in the music industry and how they can promote themselves and and stuff like that and, and with that comes gig opportunities for young people as well so yeah just getting more opportunities for young people going on in the building can't wait for it moving forward nice one and so over over this uh, last hour uh, the foundation group and the next generation broadcasters have been Talking about their highlights of this season of Red Kite. Right, yeah. You as the uh, as the music coordinator, can you tell everyone a little bit about what has been your highlights of uh, this last season of Red Kite? Yeah, well, it's been great actually hearing the young people in my group kind of you know, get a lot more confident with the broadcasting skills. And so particularly one member, um, Jess, who came on to talk to Tess Seddon, who was um, a politician who's written a musical. And I just thought the questions were really great and it was a really interesting um, interview there. Found out quite a lot about about the lady and some some funny kind of anecdotes about putting her experiences into music and stuff. So that was really good. And yeah, just overall seeing everybody develop and just get really the skills like you're all really professional and it's just great to see coming from the beginning to to this and how far everyone's come it's been great nice one what advice would you say to a young person out there that like was maybe got an interest in music maybe knows a few mm. scales or chords but is is a bit worried about coming into a totally new building and a new group yeah. um, how would you sort of assure them that this is the place to be well, we're all, like, we all have our own, you know, abilities, strengths and weaknesses here. And, and um, you know, it's such a friendly... I mean, I've been running the Next Gen Music Group for a few years going on now, two and a half years or something, and, and it's just, you know, we've kept the same members throughout, but then people have come and go in between as well. And, and I think everybody finds it very comfortable, kind of... Um, embracing kind of place really that you can try out anything it's not like being at school where everything's stuck to strict rigid boundaries you know they can come we kind of throw the sheet music out of the window <laughs> and get them to just try all the instruments and stuff so yeah and i had to just say you know you might know a couple of chords there's like hundreds of songs that just have two or three chords so you're mm. already a musician basically yeah. cool sam what have you been listening to recently is there any sort of sort of and also i guess like is it are you listening to stuff that um is like sort of new and coming out or are you sort of looking back in time and seeing what's what's uh, sort of 
you know inspired what we have today. Yeah, uh, you know Twenty One Pilots. Yes. Yeah, uh, their new album uh, yeah. came out I think last week. So I've been, you know, I listened to that. Yeah. Uh, and also a few a few uh, a few weeks ago, I've started listening to a a band called DMAS um, because uh, one of my mates is into them mm. and we're thinking about going to see them next year so mm. i've been kind of like uh cluing myself up on their songs and you yeah. know how they sound live and stuff and they sound really good so yeah i've i've learned new bands i've learned new bands i'm very i'm very open to new stuff yeah. uh you know 21 pilots is uh not really a band that i listened to much before but Again, I'm I'm open to listening. I'm open to listening to new things at the moment. Nice one. When I was at, at, at college, Sam, like that was the period when I, I saw what you were saying before. That I discovered like music and my own what I liked, and I was able to get out there and see events. But you've grown up during this like lockdown. Are you sort of hungry to go out to gigs and events and stuff? Is that something that you're you know looking forward to? Well, yeah, because I'm I'm very I'm I'm much of a a, a noob when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> I've never been to like. I, oh, I don't know. I might have when I was younger, yeah. but to my to my recollection, never been to like a gig before yeah. in my life. So I just feel like live stuff. You know, I've been to live events, not mm. live music, but live events itself. Like atmospherical uh, range is like really, really, really good. So you know, I think music is something that I want to start going out and start you know watching live nice one well i just put one last question to sean then before we we wrap up but but sean is the that hunger there in the music scene with the artists and musicians and mm. bands you know is that echoing what sam's saying is that people are sort of mm. really keen to 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 open up or you think it might be a little bit of a slower process than we expect well i think there's a bit of two kind of approaches really because i think that you know like maybe at the beginning of the first lockdown a lot of people were using the time to to you know maybe write new songs and stuff like that um, but there's also been this kind of like creative ennui that's been going i think there's a I think people need like a little bit of encouragement yeah. for it as well because um you know, we've been locked down for a bit and like we haven't been able to get in rooms with people and have jams and play with our bands and stuff. So there'll be a lot of rusty musicians out there that need maybe a few months practice before going out to play. But yeah, I mean, yeah, desperate for some more more um, gigs and open mic sessions and, and whatnot, you know, some live face-to-face music. <laughs> yeah. Even absolutely. if it is rusty, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, absolutely, and uh, and hopefully the chapel can can facilitate yeah. that and make it happen. Yeah. So I think we're gonna sign off now as as a sort of closer. So I want to say thank you hugely to Sam for running the desk early and being a fantastic um, broadcasting host. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Henry. Uh, thank you so much to to Sean for yeah, for being here you. and just uh, finishing off the show. Yeah. Um, I want to say a massive thank you to Harry, who is currently running the desk for us with the help of Elliot, which is doing a fantastic job. All the levels n- nice and nice and steady. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, massive shout out to Sarah and Ellie and George and Juaria from the other groups who are uh, nomming pizza as we speak. All the uh, fantastic people part of um, Next Gen Broadcasting, Next Gen Music and Next Gen Foundation. I'm getting a little bit emotional here. It's oh, like, it oh, talks much. But it's all coming back now. Um, <laughs> and thank I, you, Henry. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right it's gone um, shy now <laughs> so um, we heard earlier off the record by the morning jacket which was Connor's choice from the next gen music yeah. is that right Shana? yeah well next up we've got Andrew's choice or um, also from next gen music and this is Concerning Hobbits by Howard Shaw the Lord of the Rings theme tune <laughs>